It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Unfortunately, we don't get to watch Joe Burrow for the rest of 2023, but there are still reasons to watch the Cincinnati Bengals, and the team is still going to try to win. Let's talk about expectations as well. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We've got you covered every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and we appreciate every single one of you who doesn't miss an episode, all you everydayers out there who make us your first listen. Appreciate all of you very much, especially at times like these. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, who helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL terms and conditions apply. And James, today we're going to talk about what's next for this team. Got a bunch of games left in this season. Jake Browning, very confident coaches, obviously not ready to throw in the towel, despite what we talked about in our nightmare slash extra episode uh, last week. And, you know, I started thinking about the draft and things like that. That's not where the team is. So probably fair to talk about what we should expect from this team the rest of the way. Yeah, it is. It, and the show goes on. <laughs> That's the part of this that uh, that regardless of, of who's out there, who's not, and, and we've covered seasons that have ended like this, and it's really unfortunate two out of four of Joe Burrow's seasons in his career end in injury. It was weird. I was thinking about it. Carson, it, it, it happened to Carson too. He didn't finish the 04 season. People don't remember that. And uh, and then came back 05 and didn't finish that season either. And, and so he didn't play in 03 after he was drafted. Did finish 06. So his first four seasons, two of those four ended in injury too. And I'm not comparing Joe Burrow to Carson Palmer, so hold that. But I just thought that the parallel was interesting. Um, that said, there are plenty of interesting pieces, reasons to watch. And, and what they will be like without him. The first thing that comes to mind to me is the creativity. You throw everything at that, that whiteboard now and, and figure out, all right, how do we maximize this offense without Joe Burrow and try to get the most out of it? And look, we saw Ryan Finley win a Monday night football game against the Steelers, and they were certainly creative there. In, in trying to, to get him on the move and, and catch teams off guard that way. I think the Steelers will know Jake Browning can uh, can run after what we saw on Thursday night, but who knows? So I, I do think that there's a bunch of different things there that they may insert into the playbook or dust off. They've been in the playbook, but dust them off and, and be ready to go because Tyler Boyd, I know he can throw. We know Joe Mixon can throw. There are trick plays that you may have to lean on in key moments at times, especially early on as you're navigating these waters without Joe Burrow. 
Yeah, you kind of expect an entirely different offense. And that's what's going to be very interesting. I mean, I know Joe Burrow said that Jake Browning sees the game the way he does, thinks like him, and they're so similar, and that's why they're such good friends and all this stuff. But they're not the same player. Their processing speed is miles apart. Their arm strength is not in the same book. And that's not to say that Jake Browning can't make plays. We saw him make some nice plays fit some balls into tight windows, make a nice anticipation throw to Jamar Chase for a touchdown. We saw him run. We saw him run in the preseason as well. We saw him string some stuff together at times in the preseason. But when you get to that level of quarterback, you're going to be less consistent. And the, the biggest difference is the way that Joe Burrow processes pre-snap, post-snap, the way that he's able to take in information. We've talked about his vision quite a bit uh, throughout this podcast since he's been a Cincinnati Bengal. And I don't think it's fair, especially right away, to expect Jake Browning to be able to come in and, and make all of those, do all the work that Joe Burrow did, pre-snap to post-snap in terms of deciphering things. The Bengals coaching staff will have to make the offense easier for Jake Browning, which we've seen them do at times for Joe Burrow to differing levels of success because they still know that Joe Burrow is a quarterback from a mental perspective, from an approach perspective. But with a guy that is going to not have the mobility limitations we saw from the Bengals offense when Joe Burrow couldn't move early in the season when they did adapt things significantly and it was really tough going with Jake Browning maybe you see them do something different in the run game maybe you see them make things simpler for Browning more like a Sean McVay offense more like a Shanahan offense borrowing more from those staples that that's where Zach Taylor and, and Brian Callahan come from this Gruden Shanahan influence and, and instead of building the offense around Joe Burrow now you have a generic quarterback not to be mean to jake browning or anything but like that's what these offenses are built for is to make things easy on quarterbacks and so if they take from a bunch of those ideas and put them in for jake browning maybe that's where we see some differences and we see how this coaching staff adapts i agree i think that's going to be fascinating to watch and, and it gives them an opportunity to work on some things for the future it won't be the same exact team in the future but you can work concepts with guys that will be largely a lot of these players are still going to be part of the team in 2024 and like i said earlier they're not giving up on winning games this year no they're not like at all they burrow mentioned how they're going to make a playoff run with with jake browning and that's kind of the expectation and the other just has to turn into nick Foles or joe flacco like just catch a heater at the right time well just keep them afloat and and there's a lot to it Uh, you know you chuckle if this defense could stop a nosebleed deep downfield and, and not give up so many explosive plays, then maybe I could buy it, right? If yeah, this offensive if. line was, was better at run block, you know, like, and you're right, they are big ifs because there are flaws that are big reasons why they're five and five that don't have to do with Joe Burrow. And um, that said, the other part of this, Brian Callahan was interviewed for head coaching jobs this past offseason. Dan Pitcher, the quarterback's coach, interviewed for offensive coordinator jobs. And it, it's not just them. Troy Walters got interviewed for a, 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 um, an offensive coordinator job. Luana Rumo, obviously, but we were talking about offense. But he he was a finalist for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job. I mention that because, at least offensively, you have all the motivation in the world to show that you're not going to sink. And, and whether it's pride, competitiveness, all of those things, of course, that's where it starts. But in the back of your head, you're like, man, this if you let's say they go five and two and the offense is competent with Jake Browning, well then Brian Callahan's gonna be a head coach next year. I'll just break the news down. 
That, that, that will happen because if they do that, someone's going to look and say, oh, man, which means Dan Pitcher will be an OC somewhere, probably in Cincinnati, but somewhere. And everyone just gets elevated. So the motivation is still there. I'm not saying it's not going to be challenging or, or it's going to happen. It's going to be really, really hard. But if they were able to pull it off and even get to eight and nine, where they look pretty competitive and competent, I think that's going to help these guys in their resumes. And, and so the coaching staff has all the motivation. After the, the gut punch, that's much, much worse than a gut punch, but I'll describe it as that, of losing Joe Burrow for the season. They have to move on. These players are battling, you're right, for their future. There's a lot of guys in contract years or young guys that we'll talk about. Like, There's a lot of motivated guys in this locker room that have to push forward regardless. And I, I highlighted the coaches because I, I think when it comes to this offense, it does start there moving forward because they are going to have to evolve, adapt, and change things. Zach Taylor said the offense doesn't change much. Going from Burrow to Browning, it has to change. It has to change. You cannot ask Browning. To, to do what you ask Burrow to do on a down-by-down, game-by-game basis. Like Brian Callahan has told us in the past, there's only so many plays in the NFL. Everybody's running the same stuff. They're dressing it up differently. They're, they're maybe doing some, thing, doing some details differently. So in that sense, it'll be the same. You know, the offense won't change too much because everybody's running the same stuff, but you got to make it easier. And, and we've even talked about that with Burrow at times, and they have done it with Burrow at times, but... Yeah, I agree. It's not going to be the same exact thing. And you mentioned the coaches. One thing I would like to see from the coaching staff is let's just put our eggs into the young guys basket here. Let's get those guys more playing time. Let's commit to Jordan battle and give him some games. Charlie Jones. Absolutely. Andre Yosevash when he's healthy, let's see what you have in some of these young guys that might be part of this team in a bigger role in the future. And we'll talk about some of those young guys that are going to be in focus and some of the free agents that are pending that this team is going to have to make some decisions about as well coming up next. This episode of Lockdown Bengals is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They know that every potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You're going to, you're going to want to be 100% certain they have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, who will help you find the right people for your team faster And most notably, for free, the Bengals could use this perhaps to find a quarterback. I don't know. It might be tough at this time of year, but you can add your job to LinkedIn Jobs, put up your screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates that you want to talk to with the right skills and experience to prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. So check it out, linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply today's show is also brought to you by schultz jewelers and the time well it has passed if you're listening to this on monday but you got to get the schultz jewelers right now because their new showroom is out and they had 50 percent off their entire store by the way if you go there right now mention locked mention locked on you're going to get ten dollars off but you're talking about custom pieces Maybe you want to get Joe Burrow a get well soon present. Odds are you're not going to do that because he's set to make a lot, a lot of money over the next five years. But guess what you can do? You can get that custom piece for her at Schultz Jewelers. They're located at 2202 Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell, five minutes from the bridge into Kentucky. You can also check them out online at schulzdiamonds.com. They deal with lab-grown diamonds, so they're not going to hurt your wallet, but they're going to look amazing. They're going to sparkle and they're going to make your future fiancé smile. So 
Check out Schultz Jewelers today. We know the Bengals strive for perfection. Schultz Jewelers does too, because when it has to be perfect, it has to be Schultz Jewelers. Let's talk about some of the other non-schematic, non-game-to-game things to watch, because yes, the coaches are still going to try to win games. The players are still going to try to win games. There are rivalry games that fans certainly will want to win. There's going to be a faction of fans that is only interested in draft position as well. I understand both of those perspectives, but one of the things that will be extremely interesting, I think, for the real, I don't, I don't want to say nerds or diehards or anything, but, but for whatever level of fan you are is, is player evaluation. The Bengals have a number of key free agents and a number of young guys that have had expanded roles, some earlier than we thought, like DJ Turner, some that seem to be getting more playing time as the year goes on, like Jordan Battle, who let's just throw these guys in there. Get Miles Murphy on the field more. Like, let's get all these young guys, especially on the defense where they're high draft picks, as many reps as possible. Let's see if Tanner Hudson can be a tight end that contributes less next year. Let's see if Drew Sample can continue playing pretty well, to be honest, and, and see if he's going to be a piece for you in the future. So that player evaluation piece of things, to me, is one of the most interesting things to watch the rest of the way. No doubt. These, these young guys, getting them in there, getting them experience, and it's not like that doesn't align with potentially winning during the bye week. We talked about this, how Charlie Jones could play a factor down the stretch, Andre Yosevash, how they would need more speed on offense. Chase Brown, who is eligible to come back from that hamstring. I do wonder, I do wonder if it's chase Brown time. The point is, is these guys, you were hoping they would be a factor with Burrow, with making a playoff push, with being a Super Bowl contender. Well, damn, now you certainly should be able to lean on these guys some. And they've all flashed at times, like little little hints or more. Like Yosavash, it's much more than little. It's back-to-back touchdowns in, in back-to-back weeks. Charlie Jones, another good punt return in his return. And I think he's... Uh, going to to be a factor down the stretch. How do they use him as a wide receiver? The thing that's interesting about Charlie Jones to me, Jake, and he'll straight up tell you this. Oh, I love playing outside. I did it at Purdue. I'm really comfortable out there. And I, I think he learned a lot about the, the Bengals playbook scheme, got more comfortable with all of that while he was out for six weeks. But obviously they've used him in the slot and he's comfortable there too uh, about making the reads of where to go and you got to look at the linebacker. You got to look at the safety. It's just different than what he did at Purdue. And so that took him a little time. But I think he's comfortable at both. And so I, we don't know how long T's out, and I, or Andre, for that matter. And, and I don't think they're going to play him outside a ton. But I, I do think that these could be valuable, valuable snaps for Charlie Jones, where if you're going into that Pittsburgh game and you don't have T and you don't have Andre Yosevash, Chuck Sizzle, man, maybe you you get him snaps. We know what Irwin is at this point, and he can help you win. I'm not saying he can't. But maybe you try to get Charlie Jones as, much, as many reps as you can, even if it is outside at times, which they haven't done much of. That's an interesting idea that I hadn't really thought of very much. Like for me with, with Jones in particular, I would love to see him just get tons of slot snaps. You know who Tyler Boyd is. You know exactly who Tyler Boyd is. Continue to play Tyler Boyd for most of the game, but maybe let's get Charlie Jones 15 snaps a game in the slot. See if he can get an expanded role there because I think that is his future in the NFL. As comfortable as he is playing outside and you want him to be able to do both because receivers in this Bengals offense 
line up all over the place. They have to know each role in a variety of plays. They have to be able to be comfortable with the pre-snap motion from a variety of alignments. They have to get their details right for those alignments, get their, the routes releases right for the different parts of the field where they're going to be releasing from and, and three aside or, or, or just two on each side, different formations. So all those things very valuable, but the, the, and, and if you hadn't missed time, James, I might agree with you and just say, let's get them more work outside. And maybe this is a week to do it where there are some injuries that, that might force the Bengals to need somebody out there. In addition to Trent Irwin. Exactly. But generally yeah. speaking, like, I'm in favor of Charlie Jones working in the slot a ton in favor of all these young guys getting on the field though. So in, in whatever capacity they need to, to use them, to get them on the field, to get them the reps, to find out what they have, to find out if they can be bigger pieces in the future, to find out how they handle a bigger role. I'm in favor of it. And, and since we're talking the offensive side of the ball, hopefully we do get to see Chase Brown return soon and, and start yeah. feeding him yeah. snaps as well, because all three of those guys I, I I don't want to be asking questions about them in the off season and, and going into the off season, going into the draft and saying, well, you know, they could get a running back early, but what about, Chase? you know, I don't want to be having that conversation. What about Chase Brown? Like what if he can make a second year leap? Like let's find out who these guys are. And, and there's defensive guys to talk about as well as I alluded to, obviously, but let's, let's try to answer those questions here in season because not only can you get those long-term answers but like you said there's injuries that necessitate it and there's spots where you just need something else so let's see if they can give you the juice to, to get that something else while they're trying to win those games this year and for charlie jones i do think the the path and in, in my vision I, I still want him to get those slot reps too because in a perfect world he's able to slide in for a potentially free agent departing tyler boyd next year at, in that slot role in between T Higgins and Jamar Chase. Note I said perfect world. And um, so I get that. I also think that there are some outside snaps that you could sneak him in, plus those 15 snaps, where he's playing 23 offensive snaps this week. And that's kind of, that's the path. That, that's what I want to see. And, and so to go to defense, we have time to talk about Chase Brown when he does get activated at some point. I don't know if it'll be this week or not, but defensively, all right, Miles Murphy. Mm-hmm. All right, big dog. Let, let's see it. Let's see it. Because I, I would love to see him take a step forward. Joseph Osai, he still qualifies as a young guy, I guess. And um, man, contract here, free agent. It, uh, he's got one more year, doesn't he? 21, 22, 20. Yes, he does. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. One more year. Um, <laughs> but, but I was like, oh, he's got one more year. And time works differently over here. Most impactful time, uh, most impactful playing time of the season against the Ravens. So let's, let's see more of that. I don't think he's an extension candidate when you have Sam Hubbard and you have Trey Hendrickson, but the the thing that is interesting as they try to win, Hubbard is obviously going to be on the team next year. Hendrickson, same. When do you start to give some of those snaps to the young guys? They need to anyways, mm-hmm. but I think there's a chance Hubbard can come back for that Pittsburgh game. And so if that's the case, how many snaps does he play? How often do you play these young guys? I think that that's, Really interesting. The other one, especially if Cam Taylor Britt's injury isn't serious, is it the DJ Turner show? And if it is, if 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 Cam Taylor Britt is out for a game or two, then obviously it'll be Turner and Cheeto. But if not, do you just give those snaps to to Turner anyway and give him starting level snaps to continue to to bolster what what he's done so far as a rookie? And the reason I say that is because it's not like there's been a drop off. I think Turner's played really well. 
and you want to get him those reps if you can. Yeah, I think play him as much as possible. The more interesting one to me is Jordan Battle. Let's just give him the job, see how he does the rest of the way. I think he's already got the job. I think that's done. Like, I, I really done? do. I might be wrong. I hope so. It's not like I Lou was... called me before the pod, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lou and Rue is not calling you before we start recording. What are you doing? Oh, wait, hold on. Get hold together, on. James. Hey, Lou, let me call you right back. I'm on the phone with Jake. Yeah, we're doing the pod. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. There you go. Some free agents that we can talk about as well. And then we can talk about Browning McCarron, how long the leash is for Jake Browning. McCarron, I think a lot of fans are going to want to see. We'll, we'll finish the conversation with those couple of topics here coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. Yes, DoorDash, because DoorDash is the app that is going to make any day great. The other day, you, you were bummed. I was bummed. Everybody was bummed. No one wants to see Joe Burrow get hurt. And guess what? DoorDash came to the rescue. I didn't have to leave the house. It was rainy. It was nasty outside. It was cold. It was chilly. And DoorDash delivered my favorite local place on DoorDash. It's City Bird. I, and I talk about it all the time with City Bird. And it, they don't just have City Bird, of course. But that spicy chicken sandwich is amazing. They get You get a side of tenders. Yes, that's right. I get tenders on the side. Boom. You'll be in heaven. DoorDash can help you get there. And it's not just City Bird, of course. Whether it's pizza, whether it's Skyline, whatever you want, you can get the local food you desire with DoorDash. Get up to 50% off, up to a $10 value right now when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. That's 50% off, up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget, code LOCK23 for 50% off, up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. Just before we get into the Jake Browning, AJ McCarron discussion, Ooh. which exists uh, and, and apparently is something that, that needs to be discussed, which I never wanted to discuss. Anyway, before we get there and I lose myself down that tangent, some, some big free agents that will be interesting to watch from an individual performance perspective the rest of the year. DJ Reader, Jonah Williams, T. Higgins, obviously, those, those three guys. But I, I mentioned Drew Sample, Tanner Hudson, a couple of tight ends that are showing something the last few weeks. Drew Sample in his role, I think, is a guy that could be worth bringing back as much as we kind of sometimes poke fun at, at Sample and, you know, the occasional awkwardness checking the ball, catching the ball. He, I think, has improved a little bit as a receiver this year and certainly as a blocker has been a pretty instrumental piece. And then Tanner Hudson comes up off the practice squad and is suddenly the most productive receiver on the team. Uh, you know, embellishing a little bit there, but clearly has the trust of Joe Burrow, has a good understanding of how to attack zone defenses, can be an ancillary piece. Those guys down the stretch, I think, very interesting on expiring deals. There are some other expiring deals for this team. Irv Smith Jr., Tyler Boyd, Chidobe Awuzie. I think that those decisions, at least so far, are probably easier for the front office to make. But some of these others, particularly, do you want to start over at right tackle? Do you want to go to having next to nothing on the interior defensive line with DJ Reader and Jonah Williams? I think those are, are also interesting, even though those are guys that are more established for this team. The tight ends are, are certainly interesting. I, I think... 
the other element of this, you mentioned Jonah, just real quick. If he stays healthy and continues to play pretty well, I just wonder about him. I wonder how they would view him. I wonder how the NFL would view him. There's a lot there. And, uh, and it's a really bad free agent class at tackle. Yeah, and he's, a, he's comfortable at right tackle and can yeah. obviously play left tackle. So we'll see. That said, tight end. I mean, we nailed the, the offseason from a, a needs perspective and, and like they, they could use an upgrade at tight end. I think Drew Sample fits like his mindset, attitude. He fits his obviously ability too, but fits with a top tight end. Like you could sign a top tight end, right? Or you could draft one. And I'm not saying they're going to do either, but Sample's going to fit with them. Or you could go one year, $3 million with a free agent tight end and Sample is going to fit and have a role. And so I, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think he's someone that you'd consider bringing back. Um, like if your tight end room, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about this. If your tight end room is somebody they've acquired either through the draft early or a good free agent signing, Drew Sample, Tanner Hudson, then that's feel, better than what they have this year. I feel good. All right, so let's use my guy. If it's Dalton Kincaid, Drew Sample, and Tanner Hudson. You feel pretty darn good about that tight end room, right? Because you have a guy who can block his tail off. You have two guys that can catch, and obviously Dalton Kincaid is is the dynamic one um, of those two. So yeah, yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's interesting. The, the other interesting part is how long. True or false? AJ McCarron will start for the Bengals this season. Oh you man, you love these games. You love these games. Uh, I'll answer. True. I, I was leaning true, but it's it's kind of difficult to project. But like the 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 risk of injury factors into this, the risk of Jake Browning just not playing well. Who knows? I, I do love Browning's attitude. I, I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast or not. Like the guy's fired up to to have an opportunity, yeah. but uh, they 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 know who McCarron is too. That's a guy that's been around. Yeah, he has and. Zach Taylor, I asked about him and he said an experienced veteran who's good in the room and would be able to go execute if we need him to. Obviously, we're turning to Jake, but it's good to have AJ in the room. There's a lot of value he brings. I've enjoyed being around him and confidence that he's getting up to speed on how we operate all the different concepts, protections and things like that. Um, all right. So I said yes, obviously over under. Two and a half starts for AJ McCarron. Would you take the over or the under? These odds brought to you by FanDuel. Man, I don't know. Like, that's that's a very good a line, I think. It's very good. It's very good because there's seven left. Yeah. Like, how, how long of a leash does, does Browning have? And he's going against a really good defense in his first game. In this, Like, the reason the Steelers are winning games is entirely because of their defense. I think it's six quarters. That's the six. Okay. It's, it's so like if he can't figure it out against Jacksonville, a game against Pittsburgh, and then you have eight days to prepare for Jacksonville. If it's rough in that first half, too, and, and they have to be a pretty bad six, six quarters. If they lose 20 to 17 to Pittsburgh and the offense is oh, yeah. okay, well, then pass the test. Yes, but I think it's six quarters. Sure. And, and I kind of think there's going to be some leeway there. How much are they going to put on his plate against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Really? Uh, hey, I, I'm 
totally i get it i i also think if you're trying to win you'll be yeah. like hey we know mccarron is not that jake's going to turn it over a thousand times but we think mccarron is going to be able to take care of the ball or we think he's going to be able to actually operate the offense like that's what i'm mm-hmm. saying now if jake does those things and they just lose and by the way he looked like he could do them against baltimore and did do them against baltimore in that second half tough situation so we might not see aj mccarron at all but i do think there is a realistic path to him but if jake plays well then it's just jake's job and it's he outplayed he outplayed another veteran in trevor simeon who's on an nfl roster right now it's the worst quarterback room in the league yeah. in the league, but he is on a roster it's it's a question of consistency for browning right if he can stop doing the thing where he holds onto the ball for too long if he can play with better anticipation like th- those are the things you would ex- expect aj mccarron to be able to execute though right like you would expect him to come along and and like execute the offense on time keep them roughly on time make good decisions more or less the the big issue with Mc, with browning going back to the preseason going back to camp is just sometimes if he doesn't see it doesn't trust it he's holding the ball that's why it was so good to see the anticipation throw to jamar chase in the end zone because the it, it's such a flaw that that we've seen on a rep, on a recurring basis with browning that leads to sacks that otherwise wouldn't happen kind of issue that gets the offense off schedule and puts them way behind the chain. So if that sort of stuff is still happening and Pittsburgh will make it really hard on them. And I think we're, you know, talking about a typical classic AFC slugfest, that would be like the ideal path for the Bengals against the Steelers, which means that the Steelers offense is also struggling and the Bengals defense has found some answers, but can, can he play consistently? That's yeah. been the question all along with Jake Browning. No doubt. And and I think AJ McCarron is a really good insurance plan. If that doesn't happen, we will be breaking it down win, lose, or draw yeah. five times a week. Right here. Not on. like not like I have really high expectations for AJ McCarron either, to be clear. Like we're, we're talking about Oh, you're lower on AJ McCarron than, than anybody. You are. Yeah. Maybe. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Believe it or not, the Bengals season does continue and so does the Locked On Bengals podcast. So thanks for listening to this episode. And until next time, who day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.